that sound you hear in the background, that crashing sound, are the waves off the barrier reef of Long Island in New York. It's a place called Fire Island. Not sure where the name came from, but somehow it seems appropriate. There's several villages, towns, along this, this reef that goes pretty much from New York City all the way out to the eastern end of Long Island on the southern shore. And I spend a little time out here in a place called Cherry Grove. It's a beautiful place. It's a wide open beach. It's filled with people who have become a community to me over years. It's a long time community that is welcoming to all, especially an enclave over the years to the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender community. And it is a place where for the last few years I have really found that community I speak of. There are so many people here who I have come to know that come out each summer and run the businesses here and attend some of the meetings that I go to. And we've really become friends. And the interesting thing is that the whole winter can go by, the good part of the fall, the winter, and early spring. And I see no one. We really don't stay in touch. And then suddenly the summer is here and we're, we're back together. It's probably very much like what it used to be when the early Christians, the, the Jewish community moving into the later to be called Christian religion. Probably much what like they experienced when they would gather sometimes in protected settings because of the oppression or the the way that they were being treated they needed to hide whether in catacombs or secret meetings in people's homes and refresh and energize and then go out and teach and witness and carry the message it seems that is not something that just religious or spiritual communities do. In fact, it seems to be the way of our nature. And for most of us, maybe for the broader society, the world at large, the difficulty arises when we forget that we are part of a community, a broad, diverse, and welcoming community that we need to be, that it's inherent in who we are and how we've been created. And when we work in isolation, when we forget that there are others, suddenly lines start to be drawn, sometimes for good reasons, often for not, and we slowly begin to move away from one another. We move away at first to get away from the struggle, much as the early Christians did, just to be free, get away from the violence of the oppression, the marginalization, and the attempts to quash their, their sect, their new religion, the following. So the protection is needed. We need to get away. We need to come together. But in those moments when we do, it is so important to reaffirm that we are here really to be one. And that while not everybody will join us, while not everybody will agree with us, while not everybody will accept who we are, 
that does not stop us, nor should it stop us, from attempting to do such things in the affirmative, attempting to practice the ancient tradition of hospitality toward all the strangers who come our way. That's not to be stupid. It's not to take unnecessary risks. And those are mitigated by making sure that we do not do such things in isolation. And so the great upheaval that we are witnessing now in the church, the broader society towards the welcoming of the queer community, is something that has been fostered by not isolation, but galvanization on a very deep level. So deep that it's, it's hard to deny the movement of the spirit, whatever one wants to call it. But these types of changes, these broad, huge changes with incredible impact, do not occur without something other than what we understand also being a part of the process. And that's what we embrace. We embrace that other that is part of the process as much as we embrace the other among us who has been not known or marginalized or excluded or <clears throat> had lines drawn against them. So as we gather here, as we consider our future, as we think about the great blessings we've been given in being part of a time that is changing things in such a way, let us celebrate that we have been called. Let us celebrate that we have opened ourselves to God's presence in our lives as queer people and those who support and love us. And let us open ourselves to the truth that there are those who we will need to help come to know us. They will resist, they will move away, they may even try to undermine or reverse some of the things that we've done. But there is no turning back. Many years ago, well, not so many, but a few years back at one of the General Assemblies, Rick Upford Chase was addressing the Latina, Latino community at dinner. And as I sit here looking at the waves breaking on the shore, I remember some of his words about waves. How great social change starts out as waves, not quite reaching the crest, with much promise, and they keep coming. And then at one point, at one point, the crest just cannot be held back. And I think of the white foam upon the crest as the, the evidence of the spirit breaking out of the work that we've been doing having been behind and pushing and cajoling and inviting us to this work, to this welcoming. And finally, almost as if in defiance to any resistance that may be in place, comes crashing down on the shore, foam and all, inviting us to step in. And we have. So as we go forward at this time, as we start to understand what the new form of government means to us, what the changes in the now defunct 
G60106B. I will be very happy to never have to say that very often again. And to look at it as G2-0102, which is wonderful that the name is gone. As we clear the great blot that has existed on our constitution, our psyche, our open doors, our hospitality, our graciousness, our love, our consideration for others, as we move into the new dimension of welcoming that is now upon us. Let us do so with grace. Let us do so with great appreciation for being called in such a way. Let us do so remembering all of those who have sacrificed to make this possible. And now let us remember that we have much more work to do, literally. This has to become a church whose doors are not just open, not even just flung open, but taken off the hinges, hinges removed in such a way that marriage, the words we speak, the words we read in our Constitution and in our books, and the way we treat one another has no reference to anything other than the great creation of which we are all a part, and then all of our diversity, and all of who we are, and all of who God has made us to be, the great welcoming that we now have been given to offer to the world. I say this often, I say if there are those who are concerned about the, the decline in people who find church, our churches, a place of meaning and relevance, that this change, if anything, means we better start our building plans. We better start expanding our plans, if not in brick and mortar, then into the places where people gather, into the places where people seek be part of a community where people look to come to refreshment and to rejuvenation and to the alive presence of the Spirit in those who have been through this struggle and know the only reason ever to enter into a struggle is to find a way out of it for others to follow. So that leadership of which we are all a part, that community now which grows as more join us and more feel safe and comfortable and encouraged to step out in the community, who they are. Let us join together. Let us be grateful. Let us, in the words of Howard, let us raise our voices with the wildly gracious and inclusive love of the God who has called us all, but first created us and knew us long before we took our first breath. It is a wonderful day. It is made more wonderful by being here. And in many ways, embracing one another as has never been possible before in this church. Amen.